I'm Shane Johannesson. I'm an investigative reporter for Cup to Cup. I've broken countless investigations, including the great case of the missing hamburger and the case of whose poop wasn't flushed, as well as my most significant case, the case of the royal teacup. I'm ready to dive into a more serious case, death, murder. As I was beginning to look into my next case, I received a phone call from a woman named Ginny Cooper. She left me a very interesting voicemail, which may just lead to my biggest case yet. This is The Girl in the Frozen Lake. Mr. Johannesson, I am reaching out to you because I need your help. I've heard of your investigative prowess with such cases as the one of the Royal Teacup, the Fire in Her Pants tragedy, and the infamous Missing Toenail. I am desperate. My name is Jenny Cooper. My cousin was found dead shortly after New Year's and has been ruled an accident by the police. I, however, know in my heart that she was murdered. I will do my best to lay out the case and background for you. My cousin Cynthia went to a New Year's party with her boyfriend, Jake Johnson. At around 9 p.m., Jake and Cynthia got into an argument, resulting in Cynthia leaving the party. That was the last time anyone saw Cynthia alive. The next day, I got home around 5 p.m., and when I couldn't find Cynthia or get in contact with her, I called the police. On January 3rd, Cynthia's body was found washed up on shore of our family home. The coroner said that because of the body essentially being frozen in the lake, time of death was hard to pinpoint, but best guess would be between midnight and 6 a.m. on January 1st. The police focused their investigation on four suspects. Jake Johnson, Cynthia's angry boyfriend, a.k.a. Dickhead. Cynthia's jealous best friend, Jennifer Heller, also a dickhead. Cynthia's quiet friend, Callie Henderson, and boy do I mean quiet. And my cousin, Cynthia's creepy brother, Joshua Cooper. Each of them seems to have an alibi, but I can't help this feeling that one of them killed my cousin. Jake and Jennifer are each other's alibis because after Cynthia left that night, they got drunk and slept together in Jennifer's room, spending the whole night together. Partially my fault because I gifted Jake a Karma Sutra book last year, and he's a hoe. Joshua apparently stayed at the party and late that night was seen drunkenly stumbling into Jennifer's guest bed and passing out. Callie got so drunk that she passed out on Jennifer's couch in front of the rest of the people at the party. This information combined with the fact that Cynthia was mighty clumsy, a bad swimmer, and she liked to hang out on our family's dock made them foolishly ruled her death an accident. Please help me. 
Cynthia's parents died when she was young, and I have always treated her like my own daughter. Her death has crushed me, and I will not rest until her kind, gentle, gassy, and weirdly hairy soul is put to rest with her killer behind bars. I don't care that she liked to upper deck every toilet she used, or that she often tripped strangers as she walked by, or even that she put the toilet paper roll on backwards. So what if she stuck sticks in people's tires as they drove by or slapped a baby in public once for taking her candy? It was her candy. That's what made her so unique and so special. Please help me solve this case, Mr. Johannesson. Please. Following the voicemail from Jenny, I decided I needed to look into the death of her cousin, Cynthia Cooper. I found that Jenny may just be right about her death being not an accident, but a murder. I attempted to get back in touch with Jenny, but found she is currently on a SNASA mission. That's secret NASA, if you don't know. And she would not be back on Earth for at least another year. I began studying police reports interviews, alibis, and every little tiny detail of this case, trying to find out what happened to poor, poor Cynthia. I found a few real assholes that had been suspects or crossed off the list because they had airtight alibis. Like Jason Payne, a real piece of shit. Unfortunately, he was at his job as a bull masturbator all night. Also, there was Kevin Hafner. Hafner. Hefner? There's no way it's pronounced Hefner. Look how it's spelled. It's definitely Hafner. And his cousin, Chester. God, he just sounds like a fucking creep. But they were in a bar being arrested for showing everyone in the bar their chocolate starfish. So as much as I want to see these three pervert scumbags, one more time, their names are Jason Payne, Kevin Hafner, because no one would spell it like that if it was pronounced Hefner, and Chester, rot in prison for the rest of eternity. I have no choice but to move on. They're pieces of shit. Jason Payne, Kevin Hafner, and Chester. Now, as Ginny mentioned in her voicemail, the police focused on four suspects all have seemingly legit alibis. Yes, Barry, I said legit. Fuck you. No, I'm not drunk, Barry. I'm a fucking professional. I don't drink while I do the podcast. God damn it, Barry. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. Oh, fuck. Now, now I don't know what I was talking about. Hold on. I need a, I need a sip of whiskey water. I need a sip of water. Hold on. That's good stuff. Uh, Mary, you're like that guy from that movie. You know that movie? The one with the guy in the place. He's got the gun. He's like, hey, 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 you, hey, you, uh, you know, you know, fuck you, Barry. Anyways, I've been thinking about this. And although the police's main suspects have seemingly solid alibis, I agree with Jenny. One of them must have killed Cynthia. Jake and Jennifer are each other's alibis 
But could one of them snuck out while the other was passed out? Could they both have snuck out and killed her together like some sort of creepy menage a trois killing? You know, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, these are questions not answered in the police report. Kaylee passed out on the couch in front of the people at the party, but they were all drunk. Maybe it was some other girl mistaken as Kaylee. Could she have waited until super early, snuck out, killed Cynthia, and made it back before everyone noticed? Joshua, that creepy, creepy fuck, passed out in a guest bed. He could have easily snuck out, killed his sister like the psycho he is, and snuck back in without anyone noticing. There's a lot that doesn't add up in this case. And the fact that the police ruled it so quickly as an accident with very little investigating reeks of corruption or incompetence. Or that the police force is really small and there hasn't been a murder in this small town in 20 years and people are literally constantly getting drunk and falling in lakes. I mean, this wasn't even the first time this year that someone fell in a frozen lake. It happens like once a fucking month. But fuck that. Fuck that. She was murdered. Let's solve this bitch, Barry. What do you mean we can't just start solving this shit yet, Barry? I want to do this shit. I've solved those other cases in like an hour. What do you mean those were easy cases that anyone could have solved? You're telling me anyone could have solved the case of the missing hamburger oh fuck you fuck you there's no way you knew it was the line cook no one could have seen that shit coming okay fine so you knew scuba steve didn't flush no shit barry no fucking shot no shot what about the royal teacup no way in hell you knew that was christopher halcroft that slimy fuck Fuck you. I've been described as the Sherlock Holmes of our times. Who cares if my mom came up with that? She's got something you don't, Barry. Journalistic integrity. Okay, I'll admit, you bring up a good point. Maybe, maybe, a few suspects I haven't considered. Maybe, despite what her cousin Jenny says, Cynthia wasn't beloved by all. Maybe some people didn't think it was funny that she constantly upper decked their toilets. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Everyone thinks that's hilarious when they notice an upper deck toilet. No way anyone would objectively find that not hilarious. That's just no fucking way. That's fine. That's fine. I can't stop. That's oh, okay. Okay. Maybe it could be all those people she used to trip as they walked down the street for literally no reason at all. Like, none. Just because. No, that can't be it. That's also objectively funny as shit. Uh, no one could ever get mad about that. Maybe some of her co-workers, since she used to, you know, take their food out of the fridge and take exactly one bite directly from the center of their food put it back in the fridge no <laughs> it can't be again that's clearly hilarious I mean 
Objectively, that's just hilarious. Maybe all those bikers who would drive by and who would shove a stick in their tires, causing them to flip and sometimes horrific accidents, even resulting in broken bones. Oh, shit. I might be onto something. I mean, bikers are real fucking assholes. I mean, I could rant all day about fucking bikers. I'm getting some. I could call it Shane Rants or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, they they may have somehow not found that funny and wanted revenge. Bikers are assholes. They don't get humor like we do, Barry. They just, it goes right over their heads. They're like, oh, someone stuck a, a stick in my tire and I broke my right arm. That's not hilarious. I mean, that's, that's objectively hilarious. But uh, bikers are fucking assholes. Maybe I should actually, um, What's the word? Look into this more. Shit, Barry, you may not be a total asshole after all. I should look into this more. Uh, there's got to be a better word for that. I mean, I'm an investigative journalist for shit's sake. You'd think I could come up with a better word to describe looking into something, damn it. <sighs> What's uh, I'm drawing a blank. Ah, fuck it. So we're, we're sticking with that title? I see. We're just... Oh, okay. The Girl in the Frozen Lake.